the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Most Christians today are not looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church. Most Christians today are asleep to what is happening in the world right now and blind to the signs of the times that are happening all around us. We want to be part of that small number of Christians who are awake and watching for Jesus to come for his church and to take us home to heaven in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Have you ever been caught off guard? It doesn't usually feel good. We don't know what to say or how to even feel. Today, Pastor Dan urges us to pay attention to the signs of the times. Jesus is coming soon, and if you know anything about the book of Revelation, you'll know that these signs will only grow in size and frequency. When Jesus returns, you don't want to be caught with unfinished business or unresolved hurt or anger. Live like Jesus is coming today, and look up, because soon you'll see him coming. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 49 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So Asher will be rich primarily because of the olive groves. And they'll use their wealth and their abundance and their blessing to bless others. Now the most famous member of the tribe of Asher is actually found in the New Testament. uh, In Luke chapter 2. So if you want to turn there with me, Luke chapter 2. This is just after the birth of Jesus Christ. He's, He's a baby. He's about a month old at this point. Joseph and Mary have made a special trip to Jerusalem to make an offering. Uh, And Joseph and Mary, they have the baby Jesus with them, and they're in the temple. And look at verse 36. As they're in the temple, it says, Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God and was with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So we're told here that Anna in verse 36, that she was from the tribe of Asher. Which a couple points here that we should, we should note, uh, this shows us that Jews in the time of Jesus still maintained their tribal identity. All Jews today identify with the tribe of Judah. 
The word Jew is short for Judah. Uh, But back then, they still identified by their individual tribes. It also shows that the members of the ten northern tribes, some of them were still living in Israel hundreds of years after the ten northern tribes were carried away into captivity in Assyria. Uh, Sometimes you hear about the ten lost tribes of Israel. They're not lost. (laughs) God knows exactly where they are, right? And in here's an example of somebody from one of those ten northern tribes, Anna. She's from the tribe of Asher. And Anna, look at the verse again, verse 36. She's described as a prophetess, meaning she had the gift of prophecy. She spoke forth the word of God. And she was a widow of about 84 years. This probably means she was about 84 years old, not that she'd been a widow that long. And look at verse 38 again. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And you should note this. I think this is very important and very applicable to the times that we live in. At the time of Jesus's birth, there was a small number of believers in Jerusalem who were looking for the Messiah to come. Now, most of the people at that time, most of the Jews, most of the people were not looking for the Messiah to come when he came as a baby born in Bethlehem. Most weren't waiting for the Messiah to come when he came. Not even the religious leaders of Judaism were expecting the Messiah to come. But there was a small group that included Anna that were that were looking for the Messiah to come, that anticipated his arrival, looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Just a small remnant who understood the times they were living in, who understood that the Messiah was coming soon. Verse 38 says, After seeing Jesus, Anna went and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So evidently, those in Jerusalem who were looking for the Messiah, the Redeemer of Israel, they all knew each other. (laughs) They found other like-minded believers in town who were also eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come. Isn't it wonderful to find like-minded believers in Jesus Christ who have the same zeal for the Lord and zeal for the Word of God as you do? We, listen, here's the application for us. We should be eagerly looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church and take us to heaven at any moment. Just like this small group living in Anna's time, we should understand the times that we live in. You know, the events that the Bible said would happen in the last days are happening. And over the last 18 months, they have accelerated at a tremendous clip, the stage is being set. The pieces are all coming together like never before. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, that you should look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. Not after they've all come to pass, but when they begin to come to pass, Jesus said, look up for your redemption draws near. So we should be looking up, watching for, waiting for, eagerly looking for him to come. 
But understand, understand, please, that most Christians today are not looking for Jesus Christ to come. Most Christians today are not looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church. Most Christians today are asleep to what is happening in the world right now and blind to the signs of the times that are happening all around us. We want to be part of that small number of Christians who are awake and watching for Jesus to come for his church and to take us home to heaven in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Others may be asleep right now, but let us not be asleep. Let us watch and be sober. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious, be sober-minded is the idea, and watchful in your prayers, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. The end is at hand, Peter says, so be serious, be sober-minded. This is not the time to be, you know, a trivial Christian or have a trivial kind of Christian walk. This is not the time to just play church. This is the time to be serious and watchful and above all things to have fervent love for one another. Jesus said, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So watch. Jesus could come for his church and take us to heaven today. (laughs) Please, I like that. (laughs) May Jesus find us watching and ready. And and yeah, there's going to be a lot of believers that are just asleep. Not even thinking about it, not even realizing what's going on in the world. But may we be watchful and ready. You know, my, um, my two younger sons and I have gotten in the habit each night when we say goodnight to each other, we'll say, here, there, or in the air, right? Some of you may remember that saying, I'll see you here, there, or in the air, right? Just ready and watching. That brings us to the prophecy of Naphtali, verse 21, going back to Genesis 49, Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. So this prophecy for Naphtali has two parts. Naphtali is like a deer let loose. That's the first part. And Naphtali uses beautiful words. So first, Naphtali is like a deer let loose. A deer with all restraints removed and set free that moves swiftly with speed and agility. So Naphtali was in the north. It's in the Galilee region. It's kind of the surrounding the western and northern and southern sections of the Sea of Galilee. It's a mountainous area. Uh, The people of Naphtali were mountain people. Again, Moses says of Naphtali in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 23, Naphtali is abounding with the favor of the Lord and is full of his blessing. How so? Here's how. Listen, 
listen, 80 to 90%, 80 to 90% of Jesus' life, ministry, miracles, and teachings took place in Naphtali. 80 to 90% of what you read in the Gospels took place in Naphtali. And towns like Capernaum and Cana and Chorazin and Bethsaida, all in Naphtali. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. God incarnate, the Word made flesh, He came to this earth to reveal Himself to mankind and to offer Himself as a sacrifice on the cross to save us from sin and death. And when God became a man and dwelt among us in the person of Jesus Christ, He chose to live and minister in Naphtali, primarily. I I don't know about you, but I just think think about that so much. Why there? All the places. God chose to become a man and live there and minister there. And little fishing villages and on the hillsides around the Sea of Galilee in Naphtali. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Verse 12 says, Now when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Matthew's gospel tells us that Jesus moved from the town of Nazareth to the town of Capernaum in Naphtali to fulfill the prophecy that's found in Isaiah chapter 9. And notice in verse 15, if you're a note taker, uh, you can underline the phrase, by the way of the sea. Zebulun and Naphtali are by the way of the sea. The way of the sea is also called the Via Maris, This was a trade route. It was the main trade route that passed through the Galilee and passed right by Capernaum. Remember Matthew's a tax collector? He's stationed there by Capernaum. He's collecting tolls. He's collecting taxes from travelers on that trade route, the Via Maris, the way of the sea. 
and it passed right by Capernaum where Jesus lived. The region was known as Galilee of the Gentiles because Gentile travelers and traders constantly passed through that area on the trade route, on the Via Maris, the way of the sea. This is why Jesus moved from Nazareth to Capernaum. Nazareth was located kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was isolated and it was far from trade routes and traffic. In contrast, the main trade route in the Middle East passed right by the city of Capernaum. And so news about Jesus would spread quickly from Capernaum along that trade route. As people passed through that area. What was Jacob's prophecy back in chapter 49? Naphtali is like a deer let loose. The message of Jesus is going to be like a deer let loose. And the prophecy in Genesis 49 about Naphtali speaking beautiful words. It was in Naphtali that Jesus spoke beautiful words. It was in Naphtali that Jesus spoke beautiful words in fulfillment of Jacob's prophecy in Genesis 49. Beautiful words like the Sermon on the Mount. Beautiful words like, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. God incarnate spoke that in Naphtali. I would say there are no more beautiful words than to hear God say, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Or how about, come, follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. And Naphtali. Naphtali is a very special place. If you could go to only one area of the land of Israel, go to Naphtali. Because Jesus did so much. God incarnate did so much in Naphtali. Now look at Matthew chapter 4 again, verse 16. In verse 16, Naphtali is called the region and shadow of death. The reason it's called the region and shadow of death is because invading armies often invaded the land through that region using that trade route. And so Naphtali lived in a region that was, you know, the region and shadow of death. They were under the threat of enemy invasion. Notice again in verse 16, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. The people living in Naphtali sat in spiritual darkness and the great light that shined upon them was the light of Jesus Christ. That's our story too, by the way. We sat in great darkness, spiritual darkness. We were spiritually blind. We were hopelessly lost until the light of Jesus Christ shined into our hearts. And we received new life. We were born again. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And we once walked in darkness. But now we follow Jesus Christ and we have the light of life. Colossians 1, verse 13 says, God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that's your story. That's your testimony. 
Now, you've got different details, but that's basically the testimony. God rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and he transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Isn't that wonderful? We were once in darkness. We were lost. We were blind. And God, in his great mercy and love, he he transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the privilege of proclaiming to others the praises of him who has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We have the the privilege of telling people, hey, I I once was in darkness. Man, I, I was so blind. I was so lost. I was so broken. My life was so ruined. And God, by his grace, just called me out of the darkness I was in. And through Jesus Christ, he forgave me of all my sins. And through Jesus Christ, I have new life. Called me into his marvelous light. And he can do the same for you. Now, after the resurrection. Jesus met his disciples in Galilee and Naphtali. And he commissioned them. He commissioned them. Jesus said to his disciples, this is in Naphtali. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. He's saying this, we're told, on a, on a mountain there in the Galilee. He tells his disciples, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And there's that main trade route that passes through with people from all nations traveling by. And he says to his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. He says that in Naphtali, Jesus sent out his disciples to carry the gospel message to the world like a deer let loose. And to go into the world and speak the beautiful words of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That through faith in Jesus Christ, you can have all of your sins forgiven and that you can receive eternal life and you can be reconciled to God and you can have new life in Christ. Beautiful words. That originated from Naphtali. And like a deer let loose, that message traveled, went out from Naphtali to all the world and to us here today. That message has come to us so that we who once sat in darkness could see the light of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for just the way that you sent your disciples out from Naphtali, commission them like deer let loose. We thank you for the beautiful words that you spoke, words of life, words of salvation, words of forgiveness. Lord, we thank you that you have extended 
salvation to us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.